Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Rehabilitation tour has begun for the tussle-head scumbag SPF. He appeared before a audience of New York Times readers in New York yesterday. Answered a few questions and got a rounding ovation (laughs) after stealing billions from uh, millions of customers. I guess uh, they can relate. Those are his people. He also uh, hosted George Stephanopoulos in the Bahamas. I assume right now the uh, interview's over. They're probably uh, sitting by the pool together. George is applying a little sunscreen to SBF, and uh, they're going to hang out and have a, a couple of uh, frozen, uh, frozen strawberry daiquiris on the beach. That's what happens. That's your blueprint. If you're going to be a financial fraudster, if you're going to steal billions from your customers, make sure... You give at least 40 million to Democrats and then uh, they'll take care of you. What are the odds that the, uh, that little mini Madoff, this thief even does a day in jail. It's she sure doesn't look like he's expecting to go to prison. And why would he, he gave, he gave $10 million to Joe Biden. That's how you do it. If you want to, if you want to steal from your customers and stay out of prison, I'm pretty sure a Sam, Bankman Freed has shown has shown you how it's done. Uh, we'll give you that story. Also, John Kirby and um, Biden spokesman John Kirby says China and Russia and the rest of the world marveled at how the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan. We'll we'll look back on that and ask, what are they marveling at? Uh, uh, Liz Warren says uh, one man should not sit in a dark room and decide who gets to speak on social media. I don't, I'm not sure Liz quite understands what a uh, self-owned that was. She liked it the old way. She liked the old way where they only allowed her side to speak. Uh, Liz is such a fraud. Uh, Musk admitted, admitted that Twitter has uh, interfered in elections. Have you seen that anywhere? Has the mainstream media picked up on that? That unbelievable admission that he has the, the evidence, and he's going to show it to us, I believe. Elon Musk every day just becomes more of a hero in America. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait till he gives us that peek behind the curtain. LeBron James wants to know why nobody asks him about a 65-year-old photo of the Dallas Cowboys owner. He wants to know why an NBA player isn't asked about an NFL owner uh, a picture of an NFL over when he was 14 years old. We'll try to, we'll try to uh, school, try to uh, educate LeBron on this. Of course, he still hasn't been asked because when they tried to ask, he put down the mic and walked away. <laughs> it's such, such a typical LeBron moment. And we got the NFL picks big game tonight. Uh, the Patriots host the Buffalo Bills in a huge AFC showdown. And the big question is, Will the prince and the princess make an appearance? Will the prince and the princess, 
I'm never, I always forget which prince it is. Harry, Megan, I don't know. It's not Megan. It's not Megan. I know that. It's, it's the bald guy. He was at the Celtics game last night. He might be at the Patriots game. I just, I, I, the suspense is killing me. We'll get into that with our man Montante and we'll make our NFL picks and Ironhead will try to keep his streak alive. 12 straight losing uh, weeks for Ironhead. He has his chance to bounce back tonight. We'll get into that. Lots more today's Callahan show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. I know what you're thinking. You get that list. They get that list in front of you of things you got to do before Christmas. People you got to buy for. I'm going to make it easy for you. Omaha Steaks is the answer. It is the one thing you could do. And it's guaranteed they will love it. And they'll love it for a while, too. It's not just one day. They're going to they're gonna get that whole big gift package and they're going to enjoy it for weeks and weeks and weeks. The steak experts have at Omaha Steaks have put together a special gift package to help take the guesswork out of gift giving and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com, use code word Jerry at checkout to get $30 off your order. It's You get it all in there. The, the butcher's cut filet, the air-chilled boneless chicken, Ultra juicy burgers. That's my favorite. I just stick them there in the freezer. I eat them like every night. I love the Omaha Steaks burgers. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Jerry at checkout. Order with complete confidence, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Jerry at checkout and get $30 off. Minimum order may be required, but I tell you what, when they get this, they will be thrilled and they will love you for it also. You know what else you can do just to get all your shopping done in one, in, in, in one sit down, one moment here, you get CallahanCoffee.com as well. Get them Omaha steaks, get them Callahan coffee and uh, they'll be thrilled. You'll be, you'll be a holiday hero. I, uh, I, I can't believe, I can't believe uh, a Meg, uh, shoot, it's not Megan. What is the princess's name? I can't never remember Kate, Kate and William. The bald guy and the in the in the hot one who are you know the next king and queen I guess I don't even know uh, they were at the Celtics game that was the big story not the the game not the fact that the Celtics are just in, just playing unbelievably and, and Jason Tatum's the MVP but a prince and princess sat courtside and people were very excited about that you could see these sleazy politicians all trying to get a little bit of that you sitting with uh, Maura Healy and Mayor Wu. And uh, Satch Sanders, they were all sitting, taking turns sitting with the prince and princess. Uh, it was very exciting. And tonight, the Patriots are, are uh, in Foxborough, and I expect Harry and Meghan. Oh, Jesus Christ. I get so confused because Harry and Meghan are trying to steal the thunder from, uh, from William and uh, Kate because they're releasing their uh, Netflix documentary. Get the get the trailer for this Ironhead. It just came out this morning, I believe, and it just looks like the utmost the word just an absolute piece of crap. The idea that someone's gonna and and they will, I have no doubt, sit down and watch a documentary of these two worthless elitist brats talking about their struggles from their fifteen million dollar mansion in uh, El Cerrito, wherever the hell it is, Montecito, somewhere out there in the. In the Santa Barbara area, who uh, uh, people are going to sit down and, and say, "Well, I got a lot of choices here." It's Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think I'll watch this this thing about the the lives of uh, Meghan and Harry. Just the, oh god, these obnoxious 
worthless, spoiled, privileged, pampered pukes. I guess there's something for everyone, but I don't think I'll be watching. But uh, I, I, mean, I guess it's good because it makes you think, you know, William and Kate, they're not bad. They seem like decent people. These two, these two ugh, obnoxious people. There they are. Oh, it's it. And, and you know, we're supposed to do pretend she actually loves him. Pretend she's really in love. They are soulmates. Pretend she's not just a gold digging charlatan who wants to be famous and powerful. And she, uh, and, and look at him. He thinks that she likes him. You know, she thinks she just loves the, this redheaded little inbred <laughs> nobody. And she, oh, I love. Uh, well, you could do that. Once the game is over tonight, flick on over to Netflix and read about the, 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 the undying love, the things the prince will do for his princess. Well, uh, there she is. You know, what? I used to think she was smoking hot. I don't think that anymore. I look at her and I just see a total phony, a total gold digger, a total social climber. And she's going to dump him eventually and she'll divorce him and she'll get whatever. You, I don't know. Get, She'll get a castle out of the deal. The kid will never be a, a royal. It'll be, a, and you know, she'll say that it's all because of race. It's all, honestly, honestly, do you think if they just met and he was a, just, just a nobody, he was a, I don't know, an insurance salesman that she would, uh, she would love him. She would love him a long time. Uh, enough of that. Let's get to uh, American royalty. Let's get to the privileged pukes. Uh, over here in the U.S., starting with SBF. If you haven't seen this yet, you really got it. You got you got to see. He's on the rehabilitation tour. To remind you, he's the biggest financial fraudster in U.S. history. He stole much, much more than Bernie Madoff, who was sentenced to 150 years. Much more the Enron than the Enron guys like Jeffrey Skilling, who did I don't know 20 years. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Holmes, the Theron. Theranos, Theranos, whatever is the thief. She was sentenced to 14 years. This guy does not think he's doing a day. He stole billions and billions and uh, did it brazenly and uh, lived, lived, lived luxuriously in the Bahamas where he still is holding up in the Bahamas. Uh, there was, uh, he sat down uh, with Andrew Sorkin in this New York times event remotely. And they had a live audience. They had a bunch. They, they also had Zelensky. They had all the, all the, uh, the, uh, the fraudsters all in one play, oh, all on one show uh, yesterday. Zuckerberg too. Zuckerberg. We'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to him. Um, but so they have, so SPF is, is remote. He's sitting there in his dirty t-shirt and his hair and he's looking down at the floor and he's talking to Sorkin and he's, and, and he's asked about, you know, potentially going to prison and he stumbles and rambles and he's unbelievably, uh, uh inarticulate, but here's the question I can't get past is, and, and there's a lot of, a lot of angles to this, but as I watch him, I say, how did people fall for this guy? He's on the spectrum. Let's be honest. He's got all kinds of issues. He doesn't look you in the eye. He doesn't, he can't complete a sentence. He's, he's just a, a, a mess of, of nerves and jitter, he's jittery and he's shaking. And, and again, he's, his eyes are darting. I mean, he seems like the last guy in the world. You'd say, I could trust him. I like him. I got a good vibe from him. You do not get a good vibe from him. I couldn't imagine investing a thousand dollars with the guy. 
there were people invested tens of millions of dollars. One investor, I, I believe, lost $226 million. That's a quarter of a billion dollars. And I know they thought they were getting away with something because, you know, crypto's cool and and and, and cutting edge. And to, to invest in that, you're beating the system. And I know some people lack sympathy for the victims. I understand that. But he doesn't, it does not negate the fact that he's a crook, that he's a thief, that he knew what he was doing, that he was pilfering uh, funds from his customers uh, and, 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 and squandering it, investing it, losing it. And I'm pretty sure if he weren't protected, he'd already be in custody. I'm, you know, it sounds like hyperbole, but if he did not make the investments in certain, if he didn't buy politicians and media, don't forget he gives money to these media outlets, including the New York times and Axios and, and the intercept. And uh, if he didn't buy goodwill or, or protection from these people, he'd already be in custody. Do you have any doubt that if he gave money to Trump and not Biden, that he would already be in an orange jumpsuit with leg irons and handcuffs? No doubt. He's sitting in the Bahamas and he knows he, at least he thinks that it was money well spent, that it will keep him out of prison. And I, I think he's right. I mean, the system is so corrupt. These people are so corrupt. The list, I have a list of people that uh, he donated to, and there's thousands, there's lots of Republicans. He did it through his, one of his, uh, his partners uh, that uh, did the, one of the guys in his company donated to Republicans not nearly as much, uh, not nearly as much. He invested 40 million in Democrats in the midterms. If not for him, the Republicans would control the Senate right now. I mean, he was that big a player. They knew it. He knew it. Everybody knew, I shouldn't say everybody, everybody must have suspected that he was not uh, on the level, but they didn't care. He sent them money. He sent, and he, he didn't send money to like, candidates that he, he liked or he had a good feeling about or up and comers. It was all incumbents. It was all buying, uh, uh, assuring the people in power would stay there and continue to protect him. Uh, but I have no doubt if not for the media, if not for the Democrats he gave money to, and not for the celebrities that he hired, he couldn't have pulled this off. That's why I hate people like Kevin O'Leary. Um, who's still defending him. We'll get to Kevin O'Leary, but, and, and Tom Brady and Steph Curry and David Ortiz and all these people whose friendship, whose trust he bought, he bought them and they helped him create this image of a genius that they could trust. If he didn't do that, he could not have amassed the fortune he did. They are co-conspirators. Kevin O'Leary, Tom Brady, Steph Curry, uh, Giselle, they're co-conspirators. They're being sued for that reason. And uh, uh, good luck to the, uh, to the plaintiffs in this, because I believe they have a case. I believe Kevin O'Leary and company are, are uh, share responsibility. But let's get to the interview because it's amazing. And, and Andrew Sorkin, uh, obviously, he's on their team, too. He's, he's a supporter, a friend of SBFs, but he had to put on a, a good show. So he did ask some tough questions. I mean, he did, he did ask him if he was, if he thought he could leave the Bahamas or was he hiding there? 
he did ask him if he was lying. Are you lying? Did you lie? And it didn't matter whether it was a tough question or a softball. This this geek put on a show. Well, I should say put on a show. He is what he is. He's he's a weirdo. Um, he's a he's a crook. Obviously, he's a liar. It didn't matter whether it was a tough question or not. He'd look at the ground and he'd kick and look and he'd, and he'd like, like, like. And I, I just keep saying, how could you look at that and give many of your money? But uh, let's listen to some of the uh, Q&A with Sorkin. We'll get to the crowd, the live audience, and how they reacted, which is the most amazing thing about this interview. Uh, when you think about it, these people are sitting there on the edge of their seats listening to a, a live interview with the biggest financial fraudster, the biggest crook in U.S. history, maybe in world history. This is a villain. This is a liar, a thief, a crook who belongs in prison and hopefully will end up in prison. But these people were just enamored of him. Just <laughs> it's it's remarkable. But let's listen to some of the Q&A before we get to the reaction from the audience. Go ahead. One of the, the letters I got, uh, I want to read to you, Sam, um, because it's from a gentleman who said that he lost his life savings. Um, and the subject line is, Sam Bankman-Fried stole $2 million from me. Says, Andrew, can you please ask SBF why he decided to steal my life savings and the $10 billion more from customers to give to his hedge fund, Alameda? Can you ask him why his hedge fund was leveraging long all of these S coins? I'm going to keep it polite for the kids. Please ask him if he thinks the thinks what happened was fraud. These are the kinds of letters that I've been getting repeatedly over the past several days. What do you tell this this man? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm deeply sorry about what happened. I'm deeply sorry about what happened. You lost $2 million. Your whole life savings is gone. I'm deeply sorry, though. I'm deeply sorry. He says, I had a bad month, and the audience laughs. No kidding. I had a bad month. I mean, it's a good question. Of course, Sorkin, that's a trick, where Sorkin wants to ask tough questions, doesn't have the guts, so he pretends it's, oh, I got a letter from somebody. Why did you take my life savings? Why doesn't he say, you know, why did you steal from more than a million people, teachers, pension funds, retirees? I mean, why did uh, it, it, the idea? It's amazing that he did this interview. It's amazing that he had George Stephanopoulos come to the Bahamas because it, it, he should be uh, lawyered up. Lawyers should be telling him, don't do that. But he knows that he's, he, or he thinks he's bought so much support, so much goodwill that he can pull this off. That he, I guess he's that arrogant that he thinks he can persuade people. And obviously he did, some of the people in that audience. But I can't imagine a lawyer saying, why don't you go out there and uh, just be honest, just take, just be honest. I mean, he, he, he's lying. He, he lies throughout this whole thing, of course. He's a liar. But he thinks he's persuasive enough, charming enough. Uh, eccentric, uh, odd enough that they'll think, you know, he's not a bad guy. I saw some people on Twitter. I saw some some financial you know, people on Twitter saying they believe him. So he did persuade some people. I'm not sure the guy who lost his life savings was was uh, felt any better when it was over. But uh, what else do we have from the Sorkin interview before we get to the, to the crowd? Um, <clears throat> this is him asking if he was truthful with them. 
Oh, good. It is a good question. Are you lying now? But uh, go ahead. Today. I, I was as truthful as, as I, as, you know, I'm knowledgeable to be. There's, there's, there's some things I wish I knew more about. But yes, I was. So let me ask you this. Do you agree that over time you also lied? Do I believe, do I agree that I lied? I don't know of times when I lied. I think, look, there are certainly times when I was acting as a, um, as a representative, as a marketer for FTX. And when I was looking for uh, how can I, you know, in a way which is. <laughs> he's just. If you look at the transcript, he doesn't, I mean, he's worse than, you know, Joe Biden. He just can't. He sounds like John Fetterman. He can't complete a sentence. He can't complete a thought. The idea that I know he went to MIT and he's supposed to, I mean, he's not, uh, he's not a good communicator. And I, I guess he wasn't sitting down one-on-one with these investors explaining why they should give them all their money. There were other people doing that or, you know, people, you know, things online or, you know, uh, but the idea that you could that you could be charmed by this creep. It's amazing. Uh, he was asked about parties, you know, cause they did all the uh, allegedly did drugs and partied all night, stayed up all night. And he said he, he had one sip of alcohol when he turned 21, doesn't drink. He said, our parties, all we did was play board games. I don't think they asked about the orgies, but they asked about the parties and he, he, he laughed it off. But uh, I want to get to uh, the Steffi Stepanopoulos uh, thing, sit down, which I think is airing this morning. But uh, let's get to the uh, reaction. This is amazing. Keep in mind, he is, as far as we know, the biggest crook in U.S. history. He, he destroyed people, destroyed their lives, destroyed their pensions. Uh, he did it openly, brazenly. I mean, he talks about how they had no oversight and no accountants and uh, didn't spend a moment on risk, risk management. I mean, everything you ask about a, 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 a firm before you invest, they, he gives the wrong answers. I mean, if you, there were a million red flags, but it somehow it didn't matter. People wanted to capture that uh, the you know, the momentum and the in and the the magic of the of crypto, and they gave him all their money and they lost it all. This is a live audience of New York people, and probably all you know, mostly financial people, well-to-do, rich uh, movers and shakers, masters of the universe are in this live audience. Uh, Sorkin thanks him for coming and listen to how they react to, again, a guy who stole much, much more than Bernie Madoff. Go ahead. On behalf of everybody here and on behalf of the public, I want to thank you for engaging in it at a time in truth when I know you've been advised not to. So thank you so very, very much. Um, Thank you. Sam Bankman-Fried, everybody. Look at that woman right in the middle. If you're watching along with us, she is cheering like she just watched the, you know, the encore of a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's, she's very enthusiastic cheering for this guy who's there because he stole so much money. He stole more money than anyone's ever stole. And then, and she's cheering wildly. What is that? Who are these people? Why are they so, so supportive. Why are they so enamored of this guy? It's remarkable. And then if you if you saw that yesterday afternoon or watched it last night, you're saying, oh my God, it's begun. The rehabilitation tour, the attempts to spin uh, 
by this weirdo and you wake up today and he's sitting down one-on-one in person with Steffi Stephanopoulos, a, the ultimate uh, Democrat operative with a press pass. He's in the Bahamas. He's there at these properties. And uh, we went over it the other day. I forget was the total over a hundred million in properties that purchased him and his parents with stolen funds. I mean, I don't know how much the people are going to recover, how much they're going to recover and how much uh, the, the, the victims will be made whole, but they know he's got a whole bunch of high end properties in the Bahamas and maybe Steffi stayed in one. Maybe there's a guest, uh, a guest uh, bungalow on the beach for Steffi, but he's there obviously to help his Probably sticky. His uh, kindred soul here, his fellow traveler, uh, his, fe- his fellow Democrat. So he sits down with Bankman Freed and pretends to ask tough questions, but he's there to help him rehabil- rehabilitate his image and maybe stay out of jail. Again, it's amazing that he did all this. There's black and white evidence. Everybody knows, I mean, he admits it. And he's still a free man. The, the, you know, he says he doesn't. He's going to come to the U.S. He's not afraid to come to the U.S. He's not hiding from authorities. It is the whole the whole system is so corrupt. We know he he met with, had lunch with uh, Gensler, the SEC chief. We know he went to the White House at least three times. We know he gave, I believe it was ten million dollars to to Joe Biden. I mean, he bought this. What he is going on right now, sitting in the Bahamas, free as a bird. He bought it because of the common, the, 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 the whores in, in, in power. He's, he's free. He's free to sit down with Steffi in his luxury Bahamian condo because he greased the right palms period. If he didn't, he would not be free, but let's listen a little bit. Uh, Breakfast with Steffi and SBF today. They're saying they didn't approve of it here. They're saying you approved of it. If you rewind to, you know, the beginning of FTX, um, where, you know, some customers were, you know, uh, I think in line with sort of existing relationships that, that they've had, at least in some cases, wiring money straight to Alameda Research in order to trade on FTX. So you do know and you did know that FTX deposits were being funneled to Alameda. So I was vaguely aware that that was how some wires were being sent in the first place. Um, Didn't that set off alarm bells in your head? So there are a lot of people who are involved in that process. And look, I really deeply wish that I had taken like a lot more responsibility for understanding what the details were of what was going on there. I knew that legal was involved. I knew that other groups at the company were involved, that you know there were agreements drafted up. But you're ultimately responsible. I and mean, ultimately, absolutely, like I, look, I should have been on top of this and I feel really, really bad and regretful that I wasn't. And a lot of people got hurt and that that's on me. Here's what Mark Cuban has to say about that. Yep. He said, if I were him, I- Yeah, well, uh- Again, I can't believe Tom Brady sat down with that guy and said, I'm in. Tom Brady was supposed to be very discerning before he uh, signed on for endorsements. Only wanted, you know, respected high-end, you know, Alfa Romeo and Tag Heuer. He went into business with this creep. Uh, But he wasn't the only one. And some of these people, some of these uh, celebrities that he bought, some of these whores that he bought and 
who helped him craft this image that uh, that induced that seduced people to give him their money. They're still in his corner. Uh, I, I don't think I, I, I hate anybody more than I hate this Mister Wonderful Clown. This this uh, this Shark Tank guy, Kevin O'Leary. He's still defending him. Do you have uh, Kevin O'Leary's tweet from yesterday claiming here's Kevin O'Leary, who was a paid spokesman and who said last week that no, that, that, that Sam Bankman free doesn't have a bad bone in his body. He says, I lost millions as an investor in FTX and got sandblasted as a paid spokesperson for the firm. But after listening to that interview, I'm in the Bill Ackman camp about the kid. Bill Ackman's a financial guy who said, call me crazy, but I think SBF is telling the truth. First of all, the kid, the kid, he's 30 years old. He stole billions from millions. And you said, I'm in that camp with the kid. I believe the kid. Like, he, you know, things happen. Things, life creeps up on you. One thing led to another. You know, people make mistakes. Can you imagine being someone who lost your life savings like that guy who allegedly wrote that letter to Adam, uh, Andrew Sorkin? And you listen to this piece of crap, this, this, oh, look at this, get his bio, Kevin O'Leary, AKA Mr. Wonderful. I can't wait to this, to, to they sue these people. I hope they sue him for everything. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Kevin O'Leary will be fine in the end, but keep, but make no mistake. He is a co-conspirator. There's no way the, the Aspie weirdo with the hair and the t-shirts could have pulled it off without the help of Kevin O'Leary. And, uh, and Tom Brady and, and, and Steph Curry. He needed those people. He paid them handsomely with stolen funds and they helped him pull it off. And uh, I wish luck to anybody who's suing the, the, the whole bunch of them. It's, it's amazing what he got away with, what he's still getting away with. I'm telling you right now, we're sitting here in, in Boston. It's freezing. It's winter. He's sitting in the Bahamas in his dirty T-shirt, probably, uh, Waiting, saying, "Where's, uh, where's Kevin? Where's Jake Tapper? Is he kind of? Where's Chuck Todd? Was he staying? Oh, oh, Andrea Mitchell. She's going to come sit down. I can't wait. I mean, they're all going to circle the wagons and do their best to keep them out of prison. And let's hope they fail. All right, let's move on. We got so much to get to today. Before we get to our uh, our NFL picks and the big game tonight, the uh, Bills at the Patriots. Uh, uh, Perhaps uh, there's so much here. This I don't know. We got Liz Warren. We got Musk. We got LeBron James. But I got to do John Kirby, which is it, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. But these people are just so contemptible. John Kirby's a former admiral. He's supposed to be respected. He's a military guy, and he goes on with uh, Fox and Friends. Oh, by the way, I want to. I have to give uh, Brian Kilmeade credit. When we get to this cut, we get to this cut. Brian Kilmeade steals the show for me. It made me laugh out loud. But John Kirby's a former admiral. Now he's a shill for the Biden administration. Now he's a paid liar. Uh, they bring him out when, you know, the job is too big for KJP. They bring out John Kirby. And John Kirby is talking about Afghanistan here, our disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. I think we can all agree, at least all anyone being honest will agree it wasn't ideal to review. We lost 13 Marines and soldiers blown up by a terrorist outside the gates of the airport where they should not have been. Uh, we, we gave them over. We gave the Bagram Air Base 
and the prison inside it. We gave all, we gave 85 billion in as advanced U.S. weaponry. We gave it all to the savages in the Taliban. We lost 13 servicemen. We droned a family of 10, including seven children. We flew out of there with people hanging on the airplanes and falling off. We abandoned hundreds and hundreds of Americans. We, uh, we, we gained nothing. We lost, we lost everything we worked for for 20 years. It was by any measure a disaster. But let's listen to this former admiral, now a, uh, a, uh, a paid spokesman for Joe Biden, talked to uh, these, the, the Fox and Friends crew about how the world looks, uh, looked, how the world views our withdrawal from Afghanistan. Go ahead, play it. Department's annual report because it is uh, saying that Biden's fumbled withdrawal from Afghanistan was a propaganda gift to China. Do you agree with that? No, I do not. Uh, and I don't know that uh, that's the Pentagon's assessment that it was a propaganda gift uh, to, to China. If anything, uh, nations like China and Russia took a look at what we did in Afghanistan. And we've talked about this many, many times over the last year uh, and I, and had to marvel uh, at the speed, the efficiency and effectiveness uh, that oh, a very please. small number, a very small number of troops. Brian, you listen to me now. Hear me out. A small number of troops were able to move that many Afghans safely out of that country. Uh, no other nation in the world can do that. Oh my God. It, they had to marvel at the speed and eff- effectiveness. I like that reaction. That, that, that's the, that's the perfect reaction. Oh, please. Says, <laughs> says Kilmeade and Kirby say, Brian, Brian. Oh, please. I mean, it's one thing to sit there and whatever spin like, you know, whatever for, for Joe Biden and no, you have to pretend that whatever the economy, Oh, like we, we have 10 million open jobs. Yeah. Because of what you did of, uh, during COVID or, you know, lie about the economy or lie about the, the Southern border, but to literally sit there with a straight face and say the China and Russia, our, our enemies are marveled at our withdrawal. You think the Chinese marveled that we we abandoned that country, surrendered to the Taliban, left our citizens, gave them all that weaponry, gave them the country back, a country we fought for for 20 years. Sure, they marveled. Absolutely, you clown. Uh, speaking of clowns, let's get to Liz. Liz, uh, the, the Musk, I, I, every day I love Musk even more. Musk, if you missed it yesterday, Musk did a couple things. He went to Apple headquarters and met with Tim Cook and settled the differences and said, they will not be taken off the app store. I guess that's good. He, uh, uh, he also tweeted that, uh, I, f- I don't know if you have the actual tweet, but he says that Twitter, he admits after, you know, an investigation, after looking behind the curtain, he admits Twitter interfered in elections. He says that on Twitter. That's huge. By any ma- That's huge that Twitter interfered with elections. By the way, the other guy, the former Twitter guy, that Yoel Roth, uh, admitted that they made a mistake in censoring the Hunter Biden story, which we all know. Uh, but the new CEO admitted that Twitter, you know, I'm old enough to remember when interfering with elections was a pretty big deal. Pretty big news if you interfered. I mean, we spent four years talking about Russia interfering with the elections, which wasn't true, which was a hoax. This is real. Twitter CEO admitted they interfered in elections. And I don't know, you check the headlines for me. Does anyone report on this? Anyone in the mainstream media even mention it. These people are just shameless. Uh, and, And they're all on the same team, which is why what Musk is doing is so wonderful. Here he is. Uh, The obvious reality as longtime users knows that Twitter 
has failed in trust and safety for a very long time and has interfered in elections, Twitter will be far more effective, transparent, and even handed down. And it will be. I mean, he is determined to clean up this mess and they hate him for it. They hate him for it. He is determined to let everybody speak. He's determined to return free speech to the platform and they hate him for it. The best thing about what he's doing is it really exposes these people for the, for the liars and frauds. They are, these are not that they don't believe in the first amendment. They don't believe in the free exchange of ideas and they don't believe in, in, in the, the fundamental right to speak. Let's, let's get to Liz. I mean, we all know what a liar and a fraud Liz Warren is, but she relies on the, on the censors in Silicon Valley. She relies on the, 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 the tech titans, the tech tyrants, and by the way, the other, the other oligarchs that control the media. Without them, people might know the truth about her. Hell, I, I tweeted the other day that, that uh, application she put out with where she lies and says she's an American Indian and she get job after job and promotion after promotion because she lied because she stole someone else's uh, spot. And uh, it was amazing how many people had never seen it. I mean, it's, it's in black and white. She's a liar and everything she's gotten from Harvard to the Senate, to the presidential candidate, to everything, everything she's gotten is by by fraud. She's a liar. We know it. She didn't, she didn't earn any of that. She, she appropriated someone else's uh, status. She's a, she stole their, their, their rightful place. And yet most people don't even know it. They just think it's, oh yeah, once she said she was Indian. No, she said she was Indian in order to get jobs, get raises, get pay, get, get a seat in the Senate. And then she has, uh, people carrying her water like the Boston Globe, Washington Post, CNN, and she gets away with it. And the thought that one, one platform might not be completely in the tank for her pisses her off. But I don't think she realizes what a cell phone this was, but she self owned. She got caught in the hallway by a Fox news reporter and asked about Musk and just listen to what, what, uh, what Liz had to say about, you know, one man taking over a tech platform. Go ahead. Elon Musk is doing just fine. But do you think that users have a right to freedom of speech, even if what they're saying is wrong or offensive? I think that one human being should not decide how millions of people communicate with each other. One human being should not be able to go into a dark room by himself and decide, oh, that person gets heard from, that person doesn't. That's not how it should work. <laughs> really? Okay, where to begin? First of all, that is exactly how it worked for the last decade. And she's okay with that because the person doing the, whether it was Jack Dorsey or Pramag Agrawal or any other, any of the other these, the, the tyrants out there, that's exactly how it worked. They went in and said, you could speak if you're Liz Warren. And they went and said, oh, Alex Berenson, uh, you can't speak. Or Babylon B or Donald Trump or, or Marjorie Taylor Greene, you can't speak. That's what happened. One person or two or three people went into a dark room and decided who had the right to speak and who didn't. She was okay with that. You know what else? Most of the other big media outlets, it, that's exactly how it works still. That's how it works for Facebook. 
That's how it works with the Washington Post. One man, Jeff Bezos, on her side, on her team. She's okay with that. She wouldn't even have a career if it weren't for the fact that the Boston Globe is so corrupt and dishonest. And one person, that would be Linda Pizzuti, decides who gets to speak and who doesn't. They get they get to to uh, carry her water, spin for her. We saw her through the whole DNA test. They did their best to lie for her and say she was an Indian. It all blew up on them and her, but that's how it works. One person decides, but if that person's on her team, she's okay with it. This guy comes in. He's not a Republican. He's not a conservative. He's, he, he's just offended at the, uh, at the suppression of speech at the, at the, at the unfair way that uh, Twitter was run, that he's going to just open things up, give us a look behind the curtain. And she hates that because she relies on a rigged game. She is just so contemptible. But anyway, that's, uh, that's Liz's take. Shouldn't be up to one man, which is exactly what, how it worked, which is exactly why Musk is such a hero. He's opening it up and saying, we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to rig it for one side or the other. And they just can't stand it. They can't stand the thought that their opponents, uh, that the field, that the playing field will be even now. But all right, let's uh, let's get to let's get to Bronny. Let's get to Bronny, uh, and uh, then we'll get to our NFL picks. Let me do Shea, and then we'll get to the latest from uh, LeBron James, who's really upset that no one will ask him about a sixty-five-year-old pic- picture of an NFL owner. Okay, right. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. this is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away. They put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. All right, if you missed it the other day, somebody set up uh, Jerry Jones, NFL owner, uh, uh, Cowboys owner. He was in a photograph from 1957 a, uh, out of in Arkansas where some white students, you can see the picture right here, uh, some white guys look like older guys, probably whatever seniors, 18 years old are, uh, stopping some black kids, black guys from getting into, look at them trying to look so tough. The kid's got a cigarette in his mouth way in the background is 14 year old Jerry Jones. He's not confronting any black people. He's not standing in the way of any, he's just clearly just watching what the hell's going on here. Like the other kid next to him, they're just these young stupid kids watching this confrontation, much like you see every day when you have video of people 
you know, getting thrown in front of subways or beaten in the streets of uh, New York or Philly, Chicago, and people watch and you say, well, you know, that's, look at him. That's now that guy, if he's still around, he's got some explaining to do. The guy in the front uh, who's actually trying to, actually stopping the black kid from getting in the school. But Jerry Jones is in the background. I'm not sure what he was supposed to do. Was he supposed to step up and like, you know, like fight the kid in the front? Uh, I mean, he's a, a, a 14 year old curious kid watching this, this, this showdown, this confrontation. Uh, I, I don't was he, I, I don't know what he was supposed to do, but anyways, this is supposed to prove that he's, I don't know, he's a racist or whatever, but the picture's 65 years old. Jerry Jones is 14. That's, that's, those are kind of relevant facts. LeBron James takes to the podium last night after a, 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 a win for the Lakers and wants to know, calls out the media because they haven't asked him about this. Again, it's an NFL owner. It's a 65-year-old picture of Jerry Jones just looking on or something, and, and he wants to know why it wasn't given equal weight to the Kyrie Irving story. Kyrie Irving's an NBA player, a former teammate and friend of LeBron, who's who is doing things like, like posting, you know, the, the anti-Semitic film or or speaking out against vaccines, whatever. He was doing a lot of noteworthy, newsworthy things today, things he did today versus something Jerry Jones did 65 years ago. Let's listen. As, as usual, LeBron James is thinks he's really smart and profound and thoughtful and provocative, and, and it just, as usual, uh, falls flat. But let's listen to LeBron. I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watched Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or, or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, Every single news coverage, it's on the bottom ticker. It's asked about every single day. But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo, and I know it was years and years ago, and we all make mistakes. I get it. But it seemed like it's just been buried under, like, oh, it happened. Okay, we just we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. Appreciate it. So they're trying to ask him about it. He wants to be asked about it. They try to get asked about it. He puts the mic down and walks away. I don't know. You know what else I'm curious about is, has anyone asked about China? Has anyone asked about the uprising in China, the protests in China? Because obviously he'll support the, uh, the 
the government there that he'll support uh, Xi Jinping. He'll probably support beating the protesters, burning them alive because he's a big China shill. But uh, I don't think he's been asked about that either, which is a shame. That's happening now. Not sure if you know the difference, LeBron. Something happening now is more newsworthy, more pressing than something that happened 65. I'm not even sure what happened 65 years ago. A 14-year-old kid watched as some older kids, white kids, messed with, uh, tried to stop black kids from getting past them. <laughs> okay, LeBron, what was what was Jerry Jones, 14-year-old Jerry Jones, supposed to do? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even understand the, the what. I don't even understand what they would ask. What they would ask. What do you think about the photo, LeBron? Oh, it's terrible. Okay, we all agree it's terrible. What was the kid in the back? 14-year-old kid supposed to do. I was going to say, if it was the the guy with the cigarette in his mouth, yeah, that story would be a little bit bigger, I think, right yeah, now. Yeah, and the guy that looks like the guy with the cigarettes, probably 18 years old, he's big, he's tough, he thinks he's a badass, and he's and he's confronting the black kids. Yeah, if that's him, absolutely. But if he's gawking, and he literally is gawking, he's like looking up going, what the hell are they doing? I mean, you're going to blame him? <laughs> Go for it. I don't care about Jerry Jones. I mean, I'd love to hear. Love to hear your thoughts, LeBron. Can we ask? Oh, no. He put the mic down and walked away. Okay. I'd love to hear your thoughts on China, too, LeBron. You uh, all in favor of uh, them uh, cracking down on protests and uh, locking people in their homes and beating all oh, this unbelievable video. Well, we, maybe we'll do it tomorrow from the uh, from the iPhone factory. <laughs> I'm going to say Apple. Tim Cook has more pro- bigger problems right now than uh than Elon Musk because they're beating people at the iPhone factory for, uh, you know, for wanting to like use the bath. They're living in the factory. There's video. You can get it of them living. They're living in the hallways, in the bathrooms of the factory because they can't leave. They're literal. they're slave labor making iPhones. And Tim Cook is offended that, you know, Elon Musk might let <laughs> Donald Trump tweet. Yeah. That's, that's the big problem right now with Apple, uh, Tim Cook, but, all right, enough of that. Let's get to the NFL. Let's get to our NFL picks and our guy Montante. Uh, we got a big game. I mean, it's an exciting big game tonight. Bills. I love watching the Bills. The Patriots. I'm hoping William and uh, Kate are there. That's really important to me. But Bills at Patriots. That's uh, tonight. Uh, is it Amazon Prime again? It is, isn't it? Oh, yeah, damn. we got lucky with Thanksgiving. Damn, Amazon Prime sucks. You don't get to fast forward and pause and skip around and flip around. You just sit there and watch the commercials, but um, uh, you're right. It's uh, it was great on Thanksgiving, but this is, I'll, I'll sit, I'll sit. Uh, They're great games too, which was every nice. Minute. It was uh, Thanksgiving was awesome. Awesome. I think I remember, but uh, where's Montante? Is he out uh, doing interviews with the uh, local uh, network affiliate? Uh, I'm currently staring at this, so I'm just waiting for him to get back. I think from the pot. Uh, oh, there he is. Good. You, you, you. It's mayhem over here. What's happening, Montante? Be a lot of coppers. Coppers gone up 15 cents in the last two days. Chaos in the streets. Um. All right. You uh, did a TV interview. We just saw it. Well, can we, should we play it? Let's play it. Let's play uh, Montante's big uh, brush with greatness. He did a uh, TV interview for a local, is it a no, local New Jersey affiliate? or affiliate Yeah, NJ, NJ, NJ12. They have like a bunch of them around here. NJ New York, NJ Connecticut. And uh, you were, you were, you, <laughs> there he is. Right? Oh, that's mean. This is mean. Like Montandy. Mike, 
Mike Montante, and it was a big story. I got to admit, huge story. This is big. Uh, it was raining. This, this is, is my buddy story. Phil. Local story is about rain, and they talked to a local man about what he thinks of rain. Go ahead, let's play it. Oh, not playing. We don't need him. We don't need him. That's the worthless governor. Lustery. Oh, okay. The, a little wind. Windy. Getting uh, cat food, dog food, and this is nothing. It's a little rain, a little wind. It's absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, I'll give you credit. What else are you going to say? Hey, it's raining. What do you think? <laughs> oh, it was awful. And I was like, they, they made you guys come out here for this? And they're like, yeah, we can't believe it either. Yeah, it was absolutely nothing. She she sewered me a little bit in the end, though, because as I was talking about how irrelevant this this little storm was, I was like, if it's only a little bit rainy, a little windy, and sea bright, like you might as well put on your uh, swim trunks because it's it's kind of beautiful in a late November day. So she ends it. She's like, yeah. And then, then the gentleman said he was gonna take his dog for a walk in gym shorts, which kind of implicates that I'm a fat guy because usually fat people just wear gym shorts <laughs> all all year round. So <laughs> she she sewered. She didn't give me the whole picture at the end there. She kind of sewered me, but I forgive her. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. When they had that little clippy walk into your car, it wasn't great. This one here. All <laughs> the hair, you folks. We found. <laughs> It doesn't even look like it's raining. It was wasn't. It raining? This is not good. That's a bad angle. This, this whole bad angle right here. <laughs> That's a bad angle. Looks like this is a Bruder film. Yeah. <laughs> TV News reporting it's raining. Talks to a local man. Man, they are all over the big story. Uh, speaking of big stories, Bills at Patriots. This is an awesome Thursday night game. Um, and uh, here in Foxborough, we think we think the prince and the princess will be there again, probably sitting with Bob Kraft. Will they? You think they'll give them? He'll give them high chairs. Will they get to sit in the high chair? If they have to sit down low, get bibs. When he, when, they'll get the royal treatment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bills at Patriot. Bills are minus four. Do I have that correct? It moved that? a little bit. Moved down half a point. So now the Bills are now uh, giving three and a half in Foxborough. Bills are Patriots are three and a half point. Underdogs at home. Um, this is a trap, right? Thanksgiving. Nobody has a short week. They both had a week off. Um, I was looking at these, uh, I don't know what you call them, these things that ESPN puts out and it says, uh, there's a 73.7% chance the Bills win, 26% the Pats win. How do they figure that? Um, they they close their eyes and they put their hand in a hat and pull out a number. Those Those are the most arbitrary, stupid numbers of all time. So we're not paying attention to those. No, you're better off asking Craig what's going to happen. All right. Well, no, I'm going to get to that. But Josh Allen in the last four games against the Patriots, three and one, averaging 32 points, 13 touchdowns, zero picks. Josh Allen owns the Patriots. I'm, I'm sorry. I I love watching him play. I think I'm going to go with Josh Allen and give the points in this one. What about you, Montante? So it pains me to say this. I hate the Patriots. Uh, I don't like Buffalo, but their fans are a little more uh, tolerable than people from New England, the entire uh, region. It hurts. Pats have a top six defense, so that that does help. Belichick, and it's a great number. Three and a half, that's still a good number. You got the hook there. Um, the only weak spot that scares me for Buffalo is New England kind of stinks against the tight end, and they have Mr. Knox. So if Mr. Knox goes off, this number could be in trouble here, but I don't think he will. I'm going to take New England the three and a half. And Jerry, you know I have stats here. You're gonna like these. Right. Uh, Buffalo is a one and four against the spread the last five games. Uh, the Pats are eight and three against the spread the last games at home, uh, and then the Pats are six and two the last eight overall games against the spread. So, all oh, everything here is telling me take the Pats. And if you're gonna take this game, don't get greedy. Do not take the money line. Take the points. 
take the points. What's what's the over set at? Uh, who cares? I'm just curious. Doing overs, I'm yeah. seeing they're if they're anticipating fuck, right? they're anticipating a high scoring game. There's no chance I'm taking New England. That's why I was asking. Well, how about you? You had uh, all night to look that up, and then you come on here and ask. Dude, you I have research? other stuff to no, cut, like Stop. SBF and listening. Gary, to what are you doing, this guy? I don't know. Who do you like, Bills or Patriots? Ironhead, <laughs> pick one. I'm. I don't like this at all, but I guess I'll go with Buffalo. Uh, oh, damn it! I don't. I don't like that at all. But uh, Josh Allen's been hurt, so I don't know why I even picked him. But I'm just gonna go with it because I don't want it's true. to. Uh, on Thanksgiving, I think it was uh, was it Tony Romo who did that game, and he was saying, "Well, I don't like this. He's not accurate. He looks hurt. Um, he's practicing, and he had a week to recover." So, uh, Jacksonville at Detroit, the game everyone's talking about that uh, uh, Montante picked. You know what? This is not bad. I know you think I'm going to mock you. There are better games. Uh, you already did. I don't <laughs> see uh, Miami at San Francisco's not on here, but Jacksonville at Detroit is. But uh, you know what? These are both sneaky good teams, Jacksonville at the Lions. Jacksonville is a favorite at Detroit? Yeah, it's pretty much a toss-up. No, uh, Jacksonville's getting a point uh, in Detroit. Hmm. Right, you go ahead, Mark Dante. Tell me what you think. So Detroit, I, I was I was right on them last week, um, but I think they got their soul snatched. They really should have won that game. They didn't. Um, and for a team that's under 500, you keep losing close games like that. Eventually, it's going to break your will. Uh, I checked in with a few guys on that team. They sounded broken, um, yeah. absolutely depleted. Uh, so I'm going to take Jacksonville plus one. Trevor Lawrence is starting to turn into a superstar. They're about six months away from being a perennial playoff team. So everything right here is giving Dude. me the Jags plus one. No brainer. Uh, Detroit's getting one. Yes, that's why I said Jacksonville plus one. No, Jacksonville. Jackson, Detroit is getting one. Plus one for Detroit. When does that change? Okay, FanDuel, they have it there. I'll take them. I don't care. Uh, so FanDuel's a little different. So I'll do Jacksonville minus one, no problem. All right, I'm going uh, with the Lions. Lions are a good team. They dominated the Giants. They, you know what I learned? They had the toughest schedule, the best strength of schedule in the whole NFL. It's, that's the, the, They've had a tough – and this is not, not one of those games – hosting Jacksonville. They almost beat the Bills. Uh, you know, they're, they're tough. They're they're greedy. I'm going with the Lions. How about you, Ironhead? Uh, I want to go with the Lions. Good. Don't. Oh, no. Um, I hate go Tre- your gut. Yeah, I hate Trevor Lawrence so much that I can't Good. I can't go with him. I think he's overrated and he's going to be a bust for like Ryan. Uh, all right, I'm not going first anymore. <clears throat> I'll go first on the next one. I'll first. go first on the next one. Kansas City minus two and a half at Cincinnati. Good tilt. I like this game. Cincinnati won the AFC championship game at Kansas City last year. They also beat them in the regular season last year. And Jamar Chase returns. All these things favoring Kansas City. Do you know what Jamar Chase did against Kansas City last year? A lot. He he caught 266 yards worth of passes. 266. That's quite the weapon to get back for Joe Burrow. I like the Bengals. How about you, Montante? Uh, so that everything here kind of does point to Cincinnati, but there's just something about Kansas City. Uh, they're like the, the NFL's Golden State Warriors. They're just a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. I think they get up for this game. They remember what happened last year. Yep. 
Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a sloppy game here, but give me the better team when things are a little sloppy and things aren't going well for either team. I'm just going to take the better team here, and the, the number is fantastic. If this yeah. number is 3.5, I'd probably take Cincinnati. Minus 2.5 is a perfect number. Uh, Joe Burrow had a magical 48 months, but he's starting to come back down to earth. Um, I have a stat for you here, Jerry. I wrote down here that Joe Burrow is great, not superb. Okay, so take that into account. I'm um, taking Kansas City minus superb. great, not superb, not superb. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the number here, Kansas City minus two and a half. Um, I'm also, by the way, I'm just gonna switch to New England. By the way, New England minus uh, plus three and a half. I'm switching Excellent. officially. What the fuck is this? I'm officially Excellent. switching. But uh, I think this number is way too low, so I'm also gonna go with Kansas City. All right, well, my week's ruined. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jets at Minnesota. Minnesota's favored by three. Jets, we know. Uh, Jet, you know what? You know why? You know why I like the Jets before? I, I, I know you want uh, the, the quarterback. The quarterback's last name. Uh, I don't give. Mike White. Okay, carry on. <laughs> I like him because his name's White. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Jared. A, Jeez. <laughs> I thought I had my teams mixed up. All right. Um, yeah, the quarterback. And you know what? Your coach should be uh, held accountable for not making the switch months and months ago. He had to know Zach Agreed. Wilson sucked. We all knew it. I mean, he stinks. I was in like, denial for a little bit. When you see but, Zach yeah, Wilson. I mean, that's a coach's job is to to win games, do what's best for the team, not to yeah. say, you know, not to go with his with his heart and say, we used the second pick in the draft, spent a lot of money on this kid. He looks good. He's, you know, his, his mother's hot, whatever. You got <laughs> a is. better quarterback that gives you a better chance to win. It's, you have that, you're, uh, you, you, you owe it to the other players. And he finally did it. Mike White last week, 22 of 28. 315 yards, three touchdowns, blew out the Bears. They'd have beaten the Patriots the week before if Mike White were the quarterback. I have no oh, doubt. So down. if they miss the playoffs by a game or two, blame your coach for not having the stones to pull the trigger earlier. I, I'm, I'm going with the pay, uh, with the Jets and uh, Mike Mike White and because uh, his name's White. Right. <laughs> it, was little, it was a little joke. The one of the jokes that the trolls throw out there, Jerry. I was throwing them a little red meat there. Um, I agree with you. I've had a Mike White jersey, fun fact, for over 14 months now. So I watched Mike White for two games last year. And as a football aficionado, I said, I got my franchise guy. It took us a while to get him um, and for him to prove himself. But you're right. And I, I think the reason why they're going to roll uh, with Zach this whole year is a make or break year for him. I don't think they realize that they're going to be this good, this fast. So they're actually in playoff. They're actually in a playoff spot. So you don't have time to find out. This team's in, get rid of them. The, the kids stinks. Mike White does not. Um, yeah. I, and you know what's crazy about this? If Zach Wilson was playing, this number is not plus three. It's probably plus seven and a half. Four and a half right. points is a huge difference. Um, I'll take this plus three here, uh, but the Jets win this game outright. I mean, they have a top five qu- uh, defense now with a top half quarterback. Take the Jets plus three all day. Now you, you want to go with the bottom half quarterback, and that's Kirk Cousins. Big piece on that guy. Uh, they're going to win by 13 points. They're going to get slotted, and you're going to be the Jets again uh, come Sunday night. Oh, good. Excellent. So Ironhead has to review. He has the Patriots, the Lions, the Chiefs, and the Vikings, right? Oh, my. Yep. Yep. And in case you missed it, Ironhead has got a streak going 12 weeks into the season. He has yet to have a winning record. Throwing stuff at the wall here. Week 13, he finally might pull it off, but uh, I doubt it. But all right, Matate, 
We appreciate it. Thank yep. you, sir. If you guys need any questions on the weather, give me a call. I'll always give you a good opinion. Hey, it's raining. Huh? What do you think? I'm well, buying crazy. cat food. Oh, what? <laughs> what, a, what, a, yeah. what a riveting piece that was. He's a cat guy on top of it. It's gross. I'm, I'm giving more opinions on the weather than the people are covering Hunter's laptop. So let's let see where the news are. But thank you, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See that you, is Montante, our uh, NFL picks guy. He does he, he does his homework, man. He he. He does the deep dive and he is rolling. If people take, listen to him and bet, they're making money. What is Matate? Like 20 games over 500? Yeah, he's lost like four times this whole year. <laughs> he is rolling. He is the uh, anti Ironhead. You can do either one. You could go with all the picks Matate makes, or you can go fade uh, Ironhead if you want to make some money. But there you go. Those are our picks. Tonight, we'll be watching. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, we'll be only on locals. If you want to join us, go to Callahan.locals.com, sign up, subscribe. Uh, we're not free, but we are cheap. We uh, do it every Friday. And uh, tomorrow we will be talking about this Patriots game and whatever else. We'll be watching the continued uh, rehabilitation tour from the Tusslehead scumbag and following everything else. Maybe someone will finally ask LeBron about a 65-year-old photo of an NFL owner. It's about time. All those racists out there, get on this. Ask him. He's got nothing to say, but ask him anyway. But that'll do it for today. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening and comment, uh, commenting. I am Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. Join us tomorrow only on Locals. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.